or ashamed to talk to the person at the fine dining restaurant or working at the wine bar and um, to ask them, hey, I like this and I want to spend X amount of dollars. Okay. That's their job. Oh. Okay. So if I said I like a whatever, fill in the blank, and I don't want to spend more than $50 for a bottle, yep. what would you recommend? Yep. Welcome to High Trust Professionals, a podcast where we interview top industry and community leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs from across the country. Hear what it takes to build trust, be a respected leader, be productive, and win your day. Sit back and relax as we dive into another episode of High Trust Professionals podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of High Trust Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Lynette Arrowsmith with my friend Megan Russo. Yes. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so Megan, thanks for being here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, I really appreciate that. So a little background on, on Megan. Megan is, I call her a wine guru, um, but she's really the owner and founder of a company called Poor Decisions Wine. Poor as in I'm pouring, yes. not I'm poor. No, P-O-U-R. Yes, Poor Decisions <laughs> Wine, which I think is so cool. Thank you. So like so many of our guests, we met at, a net. we were networking. Yeah. And then we connected again through our mutual friend and fellow connector, Rhonda, at her business, Five Salon. Mm-hmm. That was a fun event. Rhonda, did you see what I did there? <laughs> Gave you a little, little something, something. And yeah, it was a fun event, yes. open house anniversary, and which was great. And so first, what I'd like to do is just tell our audience a little bit about you. Okay. And so I did a little poking around on your website. Uh-huh. So for our guests, again, poordecisions-wine.com. Yes. And I discovered some things that I didn't know about you. Okay. <laughs> You began your journey in New York City. Yes. New York City. <laughs> at the Institute of Culinary Education. Yeah. Which it looks to me like you studied your tail off <laughs> to receive your official certification yes. as a specialist yeah. of wine, right? You're a certified specialist of wine. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so culinary education. Yes. Give us just a little. It was just a wine class. My husband's really the cook in the family, although I cook dinner 90% of the time and I hate it every time I'm doing it. But so I was taking wine classes there. Which because is, if you don't like to cook, you might as well drink wine. Exactly. While you're I'm really good at drinking the wine and pairing the wine with the dinner that he cooks. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Yeah. Um, so I was taking classes there because I was living in New York City. So I moved to Omaha in 2017. Okay. Um, so I was living in New York City and then, yeah, enjoyed wine and thought maybe I can learn a little more about it. So that I don't just look like a lush. <laughs> a wino. So, I'm an educated lush. Yes. <laughs> but the classes at the Culinary Institute are great because they always pair it with food and things for you because oh. they have all of the students there. Yeah. So it's like a big two for one. I love, so we'll get kind of in, I'm real curious, you know, how you decide what to take when someone has a tasting yeah. and how you decide what to pair. So we'll we'll get to that. Okay. But I just thought that was so interesting. Yeah. And you are. So yeah. so talk so let's talk wine. That's why we're here. So how long did that take? How long have you been studying wine? Uh over a decade. 
Um, there's a lot with wine. It's endless. Um, <laughs> That's a long time. I know. It's always changing. They're always adding. They're always adjusting. I, they just, there's so much information. Even people that it is 100% their whole career that just grow up with wine that still could be the most knowledgeable wine person that you'll ever meet will still tell you that they are still learning. Wow. <laughs> Well, so a decade is good, but just, yeah. <laughs> there's still so much more. Well, and so one of the reasons that I thought this would be such a fun conversation is because, you know, people think I'm going to go to a wine tasting or I'm having a wine party at my house. I don't think the average person realizes that it's not just you're going to run to Costco and buy 10 bottles of yeah. wine or I'm just going to pour you wine <laughs> while you drink. It's a process. It's an education. Mm -hmm. And you help with those decisions based on mm -hmm. likes and dislikes, right? Yeah. So I think I think that was amazing. So let's start with pet peeve. Like, what's one of your biggest pet peeves? <laughs> like, what, what comes to my mind is maybe, and I'm so guilty of this, like the mispronunciation of a type of wine. Yes. Yeah. So again, it's very confusing. The wine world is very confusing, which is most of the reason why I started this business. So um, like Viognier, a lot of people don't understand Viognier because it's V-I-O-G-N-E-R. Like, like Vigo. Yeah, Vigo. it looks like yeah. Vonier, yeah. but it's not. It's Viognier um, and also like Sommelier. So everybody knows the word Sommelier, but nobody knows how to pronounce it. Yeah. So it's Sommelier, like yay, wine. <laughs> <laughs> and so, because, you know, I just go cab. Pinot, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, easy. Shard, sure, and that's all fine. Another pet peeve is um, sparkling wine. Yes, everybody calls sparkling wine champagne. It's not. It's not all champagne, <laughs> and that's totally okay that you don't know it. The wine world is very confusing, yeah. but not all sparkling is champagne. So I, whenever I am pouring a sparkling, I do try and just tell people like this is a sparkling as opposed to this is a champagne. It has to be from the champagne region of France. It has to be a sparkling wine from that region to be a champagne. Oh, that was my next question. Like, how, how do you know? Because, you know, if you're just, again, that average yes. person who says, well, I like something that's bubbly. Yeah. I want something that pops and yes. has a little fizz. Great. Call it bubbles. Call it fizz. Call it sparkling. But it's not all it's champagne. It's not all champagne. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. And I'm um, I mean, doesn't the bottle tell you? Um, it, yes, the bottle will tell you. Unfortunately, in a lot of the wine stores, they just label all of their sparkling wine champagne because it's just oh. a term that people know. Oh, got you. Um, and 99% of the wines in that uh, shelf are not going to be champagne. <laughs> that is, so I think of like if I'm looking for something a little lighter, I might look for a rosé today versus... Yes. Good. Something else. Good that you drink rosé. A lot of people are afraid of rosé. They, I think the white Zinfandel of the 90s oh. has scarred them. I, ag I agree. <laughs> because, yes, we did that too. Yes. Wait, was I old enough to drink in the... Oh, I was. <laughs> but I think that you'll see a rosé, but then there's the sparkling rosé. Yeah. Right? You've got, like, the Prosecco rosé. Yes. And... There's great dry rosés. Mm -hmm. Yes. I feel so knowledgeable. You are. So when you do a tasting... So describe to me. So I might say, hey, Megan, I'm going to have you over to my home mm -hmm. and I'm going to invite my friends mm -hmm. and we're just going to do a tasting. Yeah, great. What does that look like? So I will bring four wines to your house. I also bring glassware for everybody because, mm, I, I mean, I know even in my house, I don't maybe have eight matching 
wine glasses for when the guests come over. But everybody should be drinking out of the same glass for the wine tasting, right? Even playing ground. So I bring glassware. I bring stemware for everybody. So I have one glass that I taste everything or the type of glass for the type of wine? I have one glass that you drink uh, everything out of because that is okay. Oh, it is? Yes. Well, I know that's the other so, thing is, does it need to be fat? It, does it, it doesn't need to be necessarily tall? need to. I have a universal wine glass, so okay. it's okay for red, for white, for sparkling, anything. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, the production world, the marketing world wants you to buy a different glass for a Pinot Noir and a different one for a Cabernet and a different one for a Chardonnay, and that's all yes. totally fine if you have money to spend. Um, or you could just get a universal wine glass. It's works for everything. Okay. Good to know. So I yeah. do that. Make a note. And then I ask you what you want for your tasting if you have a preference so if there's maybe a region you want to study if you're saying let's go to italy Mm -hmm. i could bring four italian wines or if you say let's do something fun and let's do um chile and argentina and south africa and australia i can bring one from each of those different regions or if you have no preference i will build a flight for you so it's more than just i like red i like white yeah, I so typically I like to do a sparkling, a white, and two reds. Okay, that um, makes sense. Yeah, most people like red. Um, I will throw a rosé in there if it's summertime because I think rosé is great. It's yeah. not a white, then let's right. get that out of our yeah, brains. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've also done flights where it's all sparkling to oh. help teach people this is a champagne, this is a prosecco, this is um, just that. yeah, this is just a, okay. a white sparkling. This is a cava. They're all different. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So what's the ideal number of people? Um, the more the merrier. I usually say at least four. Um, if you want to keep it still relatively intimate, uh, I would keep it around eight. Um, that way it all, it's also a little more cost effective that way. Cause that way everybody can still get a sample out of one bottle with eight oh, people. Sure. So if you want to do more than eight, I love that too. It's just now we're getting into two bottles for the tasting per, per. Yeah, per like per bottle for the four. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I'm the host. Yeah. You're a great host. Thank you. <laughs> now, yeah, part two of this. Hey guys, listen up. Part two. We're gonna actually do a taste. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned for part two. We'll get that scheduled in the next few weeks. Okay, so I'm the hostess. And I say, okay, I've got eight people, mm-hmm. and here's what we want to learn more about. Mm-hmm. And you bring your four. And so do I pay you for four? Do, I mean, everyone can buy what you yeah. bring, yep. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, how do I, how so, does that work? Sure. So there will be one charge that covers my time. It covers the wines. It covers the glassware that everybody gets to keep. Okay. Um, and oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, either. the glassware is yours to keep, so you always have a proper wine glass. In a your house. Universal, universal wine glass. Wine glass. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I always bring some extra wine so that if you like it, you can buy it right there. Love that. Right? It's okay. usually easier to buy wine after you have a glass or two, anyway. <laughs> what are you saying, <laughs> Megan? Okay, so just bottom line me, what do you <clears throat> hope to accomplish when you have a tasting? What's like your one goal? I want to teach people. One thing that will make them feel more confident about wine because the world is so vast and so many people are so unsure how to order off of a wine menu or don't know what to ask for when they go out to a fine dining restaurant. So I'd like for everybody to walk away with at least one tip Mm -hmm. or 
trick or one fun thing that will make them feel better or that they can even like brag to their friends about. Yeah. Be like, look how smart I am. Like one little nugget. <laughs> yeah. One little fun fact yes. that they learn. I love that. So where do you find your wine? Because as we were talking off camera, <laughs> I was like, so, you know, anyone can go to Costco as an example and just mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm going to buy a bunch of bottles and I'm going to go do tastings. Yeah. How do you find what you choose? Yes. So I deal with some of the smaller distributors in the Omaha area um, because yes, anybody can go to Costco, Hy-Vee or Spirit World or whatever and pick out wines. Um, so I don't want to taste you necessarily on those because you can go and mm -hmm. get those. So I like to deal with some of the smaller houses. Um, I think they have great portfolios. They're just not maybe getting the exposure that some of these other bigger brands are that Hy-Vee can bring in by the pallet case, mm -hmm. by the pallet mm -hmm. load. There. Um, so yeah, fun things that you will be able to find around town. Um, if you can't find them around town, then you can always call or text me. Yes. <laughs> I can get them for you. Um, but yeah, things that you'll become more familiar with, mm -hmm. right? So it mm -hmm. still might be a Pinot Noir, but maybe it's from a different region that you aren't familiar right. with. Yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, because here's what I'm learning is this isn't about you just wanting to go to a party. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's fun. Yes. We've all been to these, but mm -hmm. it's really about you being educated, yes. you know, as a business owner, yeah. as an entrepreneur running a business. And, and we depend on you for that knowledge yes. to help us expand what we don't know. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So what is one piece of advice that you would give a wine lover? Yeah. Like Ooh, me. Okay. Or um, two. Never be afraid or ashamed to talk to the person at the fine dining restaurant or working at the wine bar and um, to ask them, hey, I like this and I want to spend X amount of dollars. Okay. That's their job. Oh. Okay. So if I said I like a whatever, fill in the blank. And I don't want to spend more than $50 for a bottle. Yep. What would you recommend? Yep. Otherwise, you know what you do? You look at that, that list. The second cheapest bottle. <laughs> it's a mile long. You're like, oh, oh, okay. I'll pick that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be that person that always goes with, I'll take the $6 glass yeah. versus the $23 No. Glass. So if you, if you do go to a wine bar or a, a nice restaurant that does have a sommelier, uh, that is their job. Okay. If you tell them a few tasting notes of things that you like and a dollar price, that's their job to get you the right okay. glass or the right bottle. Never be ashamed to put a dollar price on it. That's their job. I like that. Mm -hmm. What would advice number two be? Um, try something new. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. We always go to our favorites, right? I know, yeah. What about, is it is it acceptable <laughs> to taste something and send it back? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've been known to do yeah. Like, Ooh, or I'm not sure. And so can I just have a sure and they'll say, sure, you can have a taste of this mm -hmm. and a taste of this. Yep. Okay. I like that. So don't be again, afraid or ashamed to say, absolutely. This wasn't really. Yeah. Especially if you ordered it from a sommelier and they pour you a glass and you don't like it. Don't be afraid. I mean, that's their job. They're not doing I their job. That. <laughs> I love that. So let's talk about being a business owner and an entrepreneur and 
Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that in and of itself is a different world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you decide. You decide when you get up, what you're going to do, mm -hmm. when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it, etc. So let's mm -hmm. start with how do you win your day? What, what does Megan do to make sure that you accomplish in any given day what you want, sure. need, or expect to? Uh, after the coffee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> coffee. Coffee. After the coffee. Uh, I'm a big list gal. Okay. So I love to get some lists going. <laughs> um, so yeah, if I'm not doing a tasting or doing like a community public event or something like that, it's just more um, networking, marketing, sending out emails, touching base. My favorite days are when I get with my wine distributors and I do get to do the tastings. <laughs> it's all research, guys. Um, <laughs> do you need a fellow researcher? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I work for free. I work for wine. I work for wine. Yeah, yeah. Of course you do. I didn't even think about that. Of course you have to taste what you're going to serve. Yes. Yeah, it's a great perk. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fantastic. Okay, so as an entrepreneur, business owner, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um... I, that's deep. I didn't know we were going deep today. It's a, surpri <laughs> it's a surprise. Well, but if you think about it, when you go into no different than someone who's considering a new career in X mm -hmm. or a job change to Y, mm -hmm. you say, oh, you know, well, I went to the, I lived in New York, toss, toss, mm -hmm. and I went to, and I learned about this, and now I'm going to start a business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes people are like, yay, you go, girl. And others are like, what are you thinking? Yeah. But I, I like to lean on others who have done well. Others who have done. Yeah. Well, surround yourself with people that you strive to be like. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so surely someone, <clears throat> or you, you, you ask someone for a little advice or feedback. One of the, so one of the best pieces of advice I got when I was young, 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 like just started working and mm -hmm. I've always had this like I'm ready to be promoted I'm ready to take over the world yeah. attitude I'm climb that ladder yeah oh yeah I was I was hanging on to that bottom of that ladder <laughs> since day one like clinging um but my boss said I can't promote you if I don't have somebody to take your place and that's your job to fill that role and I was like, oh, I thought that was your job. I was just here to, like, do good. And awesome. he was like, no, I, I, you know, if I promote you, then I'm left with a hole. Um, so how does that relate to, like, my me now in the wine world? Like, I'm out here trying to teach everybody all of these crazy nuances of wine mm -hmm. so that you can then go and share it to your friends. Right. So that I don't I have to do it. I love doing it. But if you can then take mm -hmm. that knowledge and send it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, you've done your job. Mm -hmm. But also, don't you think that also, to create awareness also creates a desire to learn more. Yeah. I mean, I mean you know, if I'm thinking about, okay, I'll take my little posse of girlfriends and we have a little party and they want to know more, learn more, then they're going to expand their circle and say, you know what, you're not going to believe what I did and what I learned and I tasted some stuff that's different. Come on over. Yeah. And, you know, let's just get together for some girl time. I love that. That is really good advice, by Girl the way. Girl time and guys are welcome, too. Of course. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, yeah. Because men I like wine, too. Men who drink wine, you're yeah. right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, we could, they could, now here's an idea. We could do 
the girls could do wine. The guys could have their own little beer tasting. Yes. You know, like yeah. the old, what's it called? You put a little bit, yeah. a little bit of something in each one. Yeah. So my liquor license, I have access to wine, beer, and spirits. Ooh. So wine is my passion. Um, but yes, I also am passionate about things like tequila. <laughs> we could do tequila tasting, bourbon. Yeah. Okay. Part three. <laughs> Part, yeah. two, Part three, we're going to go, go. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh no, that was back in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know when you don't drink tequila like good tequila, which I've had, I, mm-hmm. amazingly smooth. I love tequila. Yeah, and it's also meant to be uh, consumed out of a tall flute, similar to a champagne glass. Okay. Note to self: Fun fact. Yeah. Part three coming down the road. Yeah. Like we could do another segment, maybe like before the holidays, mm-hmm. and give some tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, my mind is exploding. Mm-hmm. This is—it's not just about wine no. after all. Welcome to a new weekly series. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be so awesome? Wine with a girl. Okay, let's think of a name. Okay, we'll come back to that. All right. So if you could spend—we're almost wrapped up. If you could spend time with anyone, I mean, if you could choose who to have a cup of coffee with. Who could be your mentor mm. for an afternoon, a day, a month, a year, mm. etc.? Someone who's in the business, out of the business, famous, not famous. Who would that be? Who would you want to spend time with to learn from? Oh my gosh, to learn wine from, or to learn anything from? Um, well, let's think here. I mean, uh, just one person. I don't think you can just name one person. You have to have a nice round table. Okay. A round table. So that is so interesting because usually someone's like, oh, this person. And it might be, you know, one of the sharks or it might be a relative that's passed. It might be my Hmm. dad who is an amazing business owner. Hmm. Um, I'm like you though. I love the energy and the synergy uh, and the camaraderie around brainstorming. Yeah. And then part of the reasons why I do enjoy wine so much is that it is a very social it's intimate and social at the same time mm-hmm. if you're sharing a bottle of wine with somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, that. it's great to share a bottle of wine with one person. But if we can get a whole round table of some great people from the yeah. past and present and share that bottle of wine with them, it's great because everybody is drinking out of the same vessel. We're all having a similar yet different experience yeah. from it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Best answer ever. <laughs> is there anything that we didn't cover that's important to you for round one? Um, Part one of three now we've discovered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think so. Like, there's so many things in the wine world. Like, let's expand the horizons, guys. Let's try new things. Let's dip the toes in the pool of wine. One of the things let's add to part two is, I want to know, don't tell now. Okay. But there's just mystery to me about the value of a craft. Oh, did I say that right? Okay. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What is that? A mean? giraffe, the tall animal with the. <laughs> Not a giraffe, a carafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that thing that you let it sit in yes. and you swizzle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're all different shapes yes. and they're all different sizes. Uh-huh. I mean, I think that would be a good education piece as well. Uh-huh. Megan. Yeah. Thank you so much Thanks for taking time out this of was, your day. This yeah. was very great. Thank this you. was awesome. Okay, guys, that is a wrap. All right. To find Megan Rousseau at Pour, P-O-U-R, mm-hmm. 
Decisions Wine. You're going to go to poordecisions-wine.com. If they just want to shoot you a text. Text is perfect. What number? 402-706-9001. Awesome. Guys, thanks for joining us on High Trust Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Lynette Aerosmith. And hey, listen up. Follow, share, like. Please go to our social spaces, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and don't forget TikTok. See you next time.